brioche man. It's such it's a good food. Just chowing <laughs> on them like a Frenchman. Brilliant. That yes. is right. To be fair, on the front of the brioche, it says, um, and I quote, French inspired, which oh, I like. It? <laughs> it implies that there's some kind of trickery going on. Like they can't call it like chocolate brioche, just regular or French chocolate brioche. That's not allowed. It's inspired by the French. Maybe there's like some conditions that something has to meet before it is considered to be brioche. Oh, yeah, maybe. It has to come from the, the brioche region. It has to have a sankasets yeah. uh, mistress. Otherwise yeah, it's just I was thinking sparkling it might be bread. some kind of like some kind of EU regulation that you haven't realized you can ignore yet. <laughs> yeah, that's quite possible actually. That is quite possible. Well, that's what was that's what was voted for. Just calling any bread brioche. That's what we wanted. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Want the want to, you know, be allowed to do that. Mm. And now we are. Yeah. yeah. The Europeans can't say shit to we us. We can call anything brioche. It doesn't even have to be bread. Yeah, it can be a table. Yeah, just point it at <laughs> brioche. Yeah, that'll piss off the French. That'll help us yeah. win the grinding <laughs> fishery wars. <laughs> yeah, that'll, that'll fucking show them. Yeah. That's what they deserve. Yeah. Um, then we'll yeah. tell them about our age of consent. Mm, that's right. They'll, they'll hate that. Oh dear. Yeah. Oh my. <laughs> One minute mm. in. You don't introduce <laughs> yeah. your children to alcohol until they're eighteen, and your women to sex until they are sixteen. What kind of uncultured? Uh... <laughs> French know how to riot, at least. Yeah, they that's do. true. Yeah, that yeah is true. they know how to riot and they know how to execute their aristocracy. Mm. We're not I... good at that. I respect that as a method of solving like political questions in a polity of just like what happens is the firemen fight the police and mm. that's how we decide. It's because the police are very strict about about what constitutes brioche and the firemen are more, uh, more Take free a sort of libertarian approach. <laughs> I think we should see more um, fights between different branches of civil service. Yeah, I want to see, like, mm. the garbage men fight, like, I don't know, the Parks Department horticulturalists. That'd be tight. I'd watch them do that. <laughs> <That'd> <laughs> Especially be kind of... in Philly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Watching, think... the, watching the bin men lose a fight to the Parks Department and being like, oh, remember when they were asked? Oh, that would be sick. I think it'd be even better if, it, if it's, like, fights between branches of, like, the, what, like what is determined to be the, the civil service in the UK. So, mm. like, the SPADs versus the comms assistants. Yeah. Versus the like the and NHS managers. Yeah. What? <laughs> I know that SPAD sounds like a slur, but unfortunately it's quite a prestigious but, job like, in the United like, regressively, Kingdom. Regressively it's a job that you have to get that you have to go to a school that costs thirty grand a year before you're allowed to do. Yeah. Those weren't even words. <laughs> mm, that is right. And welcome to We Explain British Things Corner. Yeah. Yeah, SPAD is short for special advisor. Mm. And they're people who technically work for political parties, but they're usually like embedded in the civil service because they like work for the minister who's the head of the department. Oh, that's fucked up. Yeah. Luckily, yeah, and I'd say that as an American. Yeah, so like it so like mm. in a kind of in a kind of ministerial department, there are civil servants who serve the department, and there are advisors that serve the department but also serve the minister and then there are advisors who are like who like belong to the minister so if the yeah. minister they're get, not employed by the government they're employed yeah, by like so, the conservatives or labor learn to have think tanks so yeah. the, so the minister oh, we've got plenty of those oh, don't worry too. about that yeah like we've got them out of our ears oh, so yeah. if the minister gets reshuffled they take their advisors with them but the mm. civil but the civil servants stay in the department and then they as as far as we can tell fight the bin men after hours yeah that's right and lose because the bin <laughs> men are lose, hard. Because the bin men are hard. Yeah, that is right. Um, yeah. Uh, welcome <laughs> to Masters of Our Domain, a podcast which is extremely allegedly about Seinfeld. Um, <laughs> I am Milo Edwards, someone who has never seen Seinfeld, and I'm joined as ever by my co-host Phoebe Roy. Hello. That's all she ever says. Um, and this week is a very it's a very special episode because we've got not one but two guests. All the way from the US of A. And we're joined by uh, uh, Justin, Justin Rosniak and Liam, who I've only ever known by the mononym Liam. <laughs> from, well, there's your problem. Yeah, I'm like Pele. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I am the undisputed greatest podcaster in the world, and therefore... That is right. Uh, bow down, bitches, I guess. Yeah, there yeah. can only be one Liam. You have That's successfully right. fought mm. and killed, and uh, as far as I can tell, eaten. There can be only all one. All other Liams. <laughs> 
That's um, true. Yes. Um, With the assistance of the bin men. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Shouts to my bin boys. Liam and the bin men is a great British punk band from the 70s. <laughs> well, the bin men have. We play ac- trash cans. Yeah. Oh, it's like Stomp. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. The bin men have access to a kind of all sorts of machinery that you can use to kind of grind up a body <laughs> as well. Means of waste disposal. Yeah. Mm. That's right. Yeah. Organizing the bin men around the means of disposal. Actually, that was um I uh, in in because I've now watched all of television because of the successive lockdowns in the UK. Um I've been like really plumbing the depths of Netflix and I decided to try the Netflix series Ozark with Jason Bateman, which is like oh, uh, Redneck uh, Breaking Bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is kind of just Breaking Bad to be honest, but and it's it's like it's fine. Um, but one of the interesting bits in it is a part of a money laundering exercise. He buys a funeral home, and then at some point he uses the like the cremation thing to dispose of a body. And I'm like, shit, yeah, it would be really easy to just murder people if you owned one of those big body cremating furnaces. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Well, the 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 Saudis managed it quite nicely. I don't know. Define got Not away with. Or, well, no one did anything about they're it. Experience, which is basically they're experiencing the same. absolutely no consequences for it. Yeah. And like, I mean, honestly, if you're a government, you can basically murder whoever you want. If I was going to murder someone, I would much rather that everyone knew what I did and there mm. was not one single thing they could do about it than like getting away with it and being all like humble and self-effacing. I don't think that women should be humble and like, self-effacing. Oh, I'm not the real murderer yeah. here. I, I, like, you got imposter syndrome. I think women Ted should... Ted Bundy is like, look, the real heroes here <laughs> are the brave men and women of the Parks Department. I think that women should... Uh, own their achievements. If I've murdered someone, I want everyone to know about it, but I don't want to go to prison. Right. Right. I see. Not even one of those cushy lady jails. Cushy lady jails? Yeah. That is another punk band from the 70s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> lady jails. Lady jails. Yeah, that'd be good. I could be in the lady jails. Lady jails, but it's all male lineup. You know, for the irony. Yeah, because yeah, it's like lock up your women. All male lady jails. Yeah. yeah. Because the lady jails are in town. Men, men are, are transitioning jail. to get into lady jails. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Oh, Liam, you're reading Governor from the Guardian. Governor DeSantis, save us. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they did have, the Saudis did have this a special, like, person-shaped cremation thing. Nothing which, nefarious going on here, no, yeah, sir. Yeah, mm. we, yeah, we just got, like, a individual person-sized oven, mm. but we will not be taking any questions about that. No, we won't. And in fact, you can ask all your questions because we're literally just going to, we're literally just going to laugh at yeah. you. We're Wahhabists renowned for their love of cremating the dead. Wahhabists known for their love of cremating the dead. Really? Don't Muslims have to be buried? I don't know. Not allowed yes. to. Yeah, yeah, pretty sure they do. Oh. Yeah. Hindus yeah, love a cremation, when, but when we killed uh, Osama bin Laden, we personally, Raz and I, killed Osama bin Laden. <laughs> yes, they just dumped his body overboard. Yeah, and yet didn't release any pictures. Mm. Mm. You got me, guys. I'm Osama bin Laden. <laughs> oh hey, oh yeah. wow, hello, hey, congratulations! I'm a big fan of your, <laughs> of your anti-Semitism. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um... Yeah, well, did you remember because that that gave birth to the amazing Stuart Lee bit about the the cleric in the UAE who said that they shouldn't have buried Osama bin Laden at sea because burial at sea for Muslims is only permissible in extreme circumstances. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, what about the circumstances surrounding Osama bin Laden's (laughs) death is not extreme? (laughs) What a jaded man! He was dead. He wasn't going to do anything at that point. Was he going to do a complaint about it? Yeah, exactly. Right. You know, Mm. they they could have taken him back at their leisure. Right, just shove mm. him in a fridge for a bit, you know, and 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 just I don't know, bury him later. We'll mm. figure that well, out like later. They didn't need to get rid of him immediately. Yeah, they could have used him as part of a gender reveal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, we I'm sorry. Osama bin Laden's gender. Do you like to elaborate on that? No, you, I don't know. Just like, but like, sort of cremating him, but as part of like a broader like blue powder explosion. Oh, I see. Were, oh, it's were a gender so reveals not- a thing then? I don't know. Oh, they're the not, they're not bloggers here. have gotten their claws in yet. They're no. not. They're not here. No, really. it's it's a very American thing. Actually, no. I do know somebody who 
who did a gender reveal. Oh, the British are absolute worms, and they will copy the Americans eventually. It's like there are loads of like real, like the loserist British guys who pretend to be into American football, and they wear like American football jerseys around, oh, and they say, "Oh, did you see the Packers game?" And it's like, "No, we're literally in Milton Keynes. Yeah. Fuck off." Like, <laughs> I used to go out with someone who was into American football. Oh no. Posting my L's. We hate to see it. <laughs> Women <again>. podcasting <laughs> their L's. <laughs> um, mm. But I would like one of those person ovens just to like cook my enemies. Oh, like okay. going back. Okay. Like going back. Yeah. Like, yeah, just retreating. Gonna, you know what? I'm the... just going to walk back this uh, that little confession that I made. Yeah. Made just there. Yeah. I'd like, there's an ex boyfriend I'd like to cremate. <laughs> as, as discussed on this episode, on, these, uh, on this show pass them mm. uh, they have all been cremated yeah they've all been put in the special bin men <laughs> machines yeah. i get the bin men to take out my exes yeah i do because the mm. bin men are hard yeah the most they don't ask questions that's okay, right the most dastardly hit men in all of britain the bin men look the bin men they come in your house and they don't say why is that why is that oven shaped like a person now, you, darling, you've put this you've put this body in the recycling. That's got to go in a green bin. <laughs> Come on, I got love. it from Hammocker Slimmer. Don't ask questions. <laughs> yeah, the, the bin men look the other way, and that's why we respect the that bin men. Right. Yeah, yes, they do. Mm. Should we talk about the episode? Yeah, we could. <laughs> yeah. We could theoretically Let's talk about the episode. So the episode that we watched this week was season three, episode seven. <laughs> I incorrectly told Justin Liam that it was episode six. Um, yeah, thanks for that. Gaslighting. Yeah, yeah. I, lo- yes, I love to gaslight. Gaslit. I, mm. I am. A, I am a white male podcaster, and therefore I gaslight on the daily. Mm. Um, yeah, it's the cafe. Mm-hmm. Um, I I watched this episode just now at one and a half speed while drunk. So <laughs> wow, very nice. Yeah, the best way to watch Seinfeld, in my opinion, um, it opens with a bit. Um, which is where he's talking about the bit on your street where there's like the store or the restaurant that always changes. Yeah. Because nothing can ever survive. And he's like, is it like a cursed location? Yeah. Again, yeah. Yet yeah. another yet another one for the uh, things that aren't necessarily funny, but they are an accurate observation. Yeah. Again, the observational doing a lot of work in Jerry the expression loves observational he loves to comedy. Observe a thing where you're like, huh. Huh. Yeah. That's true. There's one of those near me. The cursed shop front. But also, you haven't made a joke. No. Yeah, it's not comedy, though. <laughs> it's just pointing it's, it's shit just, out. Yeah, it's mm. just... Descri- it's, it's more anthropological than anything else. It's describing mm. the world around us. Yeah. Um, it's sort of the nice. Foucault sort of, of his day, really, Yeah, well, it's sort, of, it's sort of Attenborough kind mm. of figure. These, just, these storefronts are much like a prison. Uh, yeah, he doesn't... Yeah. He, I do always like the uh, sort of relatedly... Uh, at least in Philly, like if you ever see like a pizza joint and no one's ever gone in there and you don't know anyone who's ever gone in there, that is a mob front. Oh, there's one of those near yeah. me. There is a there is a lamp shop, um, just like, just sure like a little bit down, a little mm. bit down from 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 my gaff. Um, That's like cash business, the lamp store. No one ever buys a lamp by card. And it's like mattress or mattress stores. It's, mattress it, firm. It, like yeah, it's like that. But like this, this, this shop has been there for it must be thirty years at like mm. at least. Like I remember seeing this shop when I was a little little kid. And but it started like a few years ago. It started like expanding. It is now like five storefronts. It is packed floor to ceiling with lamps. I have only ever seen someone in there once. Illegally imported finest Turkish lamps. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, it's, it's, it's Italian. Oh. This is like real. Oh, this that's is convenient. Real. Oh, I'm this trying is, old country. This is real, uh, <laughs> mm. real mob front stuff. Yeah, the only time I've ever seen anyone in this lamp shop okay. was me when I went in. Oh, to, I'm going to find out what the deal is with this fucking lamp shop. I went, I went in to buy some, buy some lamps. Yeah, reasonably and was yeah. and I went into this. It honestly, it was like something from a fucking Marx Brothers film. I went into this mm. shop, which was so full of lamps that you have to like step around it like a horse doing dressage. Right. And and I was just like, I'm you know, I'd like to look at some lamps. So it keeps expanding. They keep ordering more <laughs> lamps, but they never sell any. 
Um, we must rent <laughs> more <laughs> store space. Yeah. Uh, no one is buying the lamps. So we keep buying the lamps for the store. Um, and yeah, and ask the bloke in there if I could ha- if I could you know have have a talk to him about some some lamps. Right. And he behaved like I had asked him the most offensive question that anyone has ever asked anyone anyone else. Right. Like it was almost like I sort of like kind of gone into a shop and just been like, so describe to me the deaths of your beloved family members. Like that's like that was <laughs> Oh shit. That's like how he re- that's like how he like responded to me. Yeah, they sleep with a fish. And it was just like, it was just like, like what? Like what? Uh, and I'm just like, there are literally lamps everywhere in this in this shop. But yeah, mm. it's it's a front all you the think way you down. trod on some weird Italian custom where they're like, no, you do not come into Italian and start choosing lamp. A lamp chooses you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like pouring cream on the lamp and looking at the Italian to see what he does. <laughs> yeah, does okay. this upset you? <laughs> I'm going to put garlic and onion on this lamp and there's nothing you can do it's about like it. bringing oh, in my like, jar of Dolmio and just cracking it open. <laughs> <laughs> Like that, do you, old man? Mr. No, lamp. no. <laughs> this lamp, pretty expensive, as I recall. <laughs> Doing mob shit on the mob. Yeah. That's a good bit. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so, oh. yeah. So, so, that, so that's always fun when there's like a, a shop front. According to my barber, half of the barber shops in Whitechapel are Turkish mafia fronts. Um, Is this which... the same guy who told you the story about his about <laughs> the guy being in yeah, prison kid, for kidnapping someone's mum? Yeah. <laughs> And then he was like some guy I knew from school. And I was like, and he's like, oh, yeah, I don't talk to him no more, man. He's gone to jail. And I'm like, oh, what's he gone to jail for? And he's like, yeah, well, it was a whole thing. He like kidnapped someone's mum. And I'm like, why did he kidnap someone's mum? And he goes, well, because like they kidnapped his mum. And I'm like, oh, I see. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, okay. Tit for tat. Mum kidnapped. Yeah. Yeah. You just got to do it. It's no other way. I just imagine that they're like holding each other's mums as sort of collateral in that scenario. Old, Old Testament solutions. You can't beat them. Yeah, mum for a mum. <laughs> that's also extremely that, fucking normal. That's mm. also uh, Milo's most uh, most frequent Pornhub search: mum for a mum. That's right, M4M. Oh. Mum for mum. Yeah, I keep putting M4M into porn sites and getting really <laughs> shocked at what I find. Um, I just want a simple mum for mum. Um, yeah. It's not even it's porn, mom. it's just like a video of someone making him a cup of tea. That's right. I just want to experience <laughs> mums. That's what I love. Um, it's mum for a mum, and it's $3 for a subscription to the Patreon of this show. You see how <laughs> fucking... I keep neglecting to mention the Patreon in the episode, yeah. so I'm trying to just like slide it in here. Yeah, I was going to mention it at the end yeah. like a non-mad if person. If you're loving how focused <laughs> this show has been so far, try yes. the bonus episodes, which are, if anything, Extremely. even less focused. Um, there will right. be... A link in the description. Um, okay, so it's not so it's not a good joke, but it is a good observation. Yeah, that's yes. right. My favourite example of this of of this uh, of this sort of shop are shops that turn into particular kind of seasonal things, and then you can't remember oh, like what the they... Halloween shop or the Christmas yeah, shop. Exactly. Yeah. Do you have Halloween shops over there? Uh, yeah. Well, we well I'll tell As you what of we very have. Recently. We have firework shops. Oh yeah, those are very seasonal. Yeah, uh, which are yeah. super seasonal. But, then but for you us, can... the season is November, which is like the opposite Just, yeah. of when it is for you guys. Yeah, mm. we we do fireworks in November. It's our vibe. Yeah. Um, but whenever you see like a fireworks shop, there's again one near me, which is called Black Cat Fireworks. Mm. And every single year, I've lived I've lived in this area since I was a since I was a baby. And every single year, I think, oh, I must make a I must make a point of remembering what that shop normally is because right. i can never remember the second the, the, the black cat firework sign goes up i'm just like i don't know what that shop was also what's the normal shop which is like well we won't do any business in the second half of october and the first half of november yeah better, yeah. better sign ourselves over to the black cat people and i always <laughs> always forget to find out mm. and then as soon as it disappears like yeah i can't work out exactly which yeah. one and it the was the lamp store pops back yeah. up again it's, it's like it's, the, it's weird shit. It's like the Harry Potter room of requirement, except it's a shop. Oh, yeah. yeah. And the requirement is a, mm-hmm. is like faintly illegal fireworks. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Fireworks or lamps. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's a very light, heavy. The two genders. <laughs> yeah. yeah yes. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's actually that, that is a real that is a real thing about America and the UK, which is that we have like very different things that are illegal. Like, in Britain, you can basically do whatever the fuck you want with fireworks. Mm. Like, there's very few laws governing fireworks. 
But whereas like firearms, so fucking illegal, mm. so illegal. Um, or but uh, then like I don't know what would be. There are so many examples. Like gambling in Britain, just do whatever. No one cares. Yeah, like, no one gives a shit. Yeah, we're getting there at least. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, we're gonna can, try. Damn it, you can gamble in a pub. Yeah, <laughs> which which Americans always are just That's- like the fuck this is like a kind of what you've got like a kind of casino in here but it's just like it's just the local and it's like yeah that's right <laughs> yeah. yeah all right you can gamble but you have to be drunk to do it yeah and you have <laughs> to right. set off a firework if you win anything <laughs> that is correct indoors my dad used to make fireworks what yeah why for fun oh just for fun just for a laugh. How, how, when, are we, when are we talking here this is like well, when you were a child um, like, Phoebe, check this out I've made a firework yeah, that, that did happen. <laughs> oh, okay. It happened a couple of times. He learned how to do it when he was a teenager. He used to take them to the woods and set them off. Uh-huh. used to be able to do, uh, uh, you could still do it, make smoke bombs out of sugar. Hmm. I did that quite a bit when I was a teenager. Hmm. That was fun. My parents got upset with me because then I just filled the entire kitchen with smoke. And they were very, they, yeah, well, I probably shouldn't have set it off indoors, but I was learning. It was, it was, it was a learning usually, process. Usually setting off fireworks indoors is a bad idea. Oh, it wasn't idea. a firework, it was a smoke work, oh, see? I see. Mm. All right, that's fine. Yeah. And there is no smoke work without firework. That is true. That is true. I thought I was quite good. I was quite happy with that. Yeah. I was never, I was never science-minded enough as a child to do mm. any, like, cool pranks like that. It's a shame, isn't it? You could make fire. You could make smoke bombs out of ping pong balls as well, couldn't you? I remember someone doing this. Yeah, there's some there's some chemical in ping pong balls where like if you I remember a friend of mine breaking one up into little pieces and putting it in foil and then like setting light to it or heating it up or something and it like produced smoke. I can ask my dad. I don't know. Yeah, your dad would probably. He know. will know. Didn't know your dad had such a like like a redneck vibe deep down. Where he's like, <laughs> I'm doing some backyard chemistry. <laughs> We're gonna. Oh, my dad was a delinquent. Oh. There you go. Child. And now it all makes sense. <laughs> now it all makes sense. Um, yes. Yeah, so then after the bit, um, yeah. we cut to Seinfeld's apartment. We do. He's observing through his window the the new cafe, which is opened in the place on the street where the thing always changes. A bit of foreshadowing we had there. In yes. The bit. Um, which is a an Indian restaurant, which later in the episode becomes a Pakistani restaurant. No, it is a rest. No, it, no, no. The issue is, is that it is run by a Pakistani proprietor. Right. Um, but he is serving all different cuisines, and it's like everything. cuisine, might call it. Okay, yeah, and it's I like see. a kind of mishmash. Um, I uh, I absolutely hate this episode. It's one of my least favorite uh episode of seinfeld welcome in the, to the show justin and liam in the yeah. uh, in the many, it wasn't very good to yeah. her credit in the well, many it, many times i have watched this show in its entirety i always skip this one because i really hate it so i've only seen it like twice so i was having a kind of like a very similar experience to milo while while watching it since he's never seen it and yeah i just hate it because and you know what i don't I don't want to be. I don't want to be like old fashioned or like no fun or whatever. I hate it because it is just so incredibly racist, and I find it unwatchably so. I mm. I just I can't stand it. I find it so like and so depressing as well. Like it's a sad story. It's not. It's not a funny story. It's horrible, and I hate yes. it. <laughs> it mm. it reminded me of a character from my neighborhood when I was growing up, who was um, South Vietnamese Major General uh, Nguyen Ngoc Lone. Um, who, you never went to the restaurant, yeah. you fraud. No, no, I did not go to the restaurant, but th- this is the man who summarily executed the Viet Cong guy in that photo. Right, and he right, also, right. he opened up a restaurant in my neighborhood in Burke in Rolling Valley Mall, and it was also eclectic cuisine. Um, but apparently it did a little better. Inspired by his travels all around the world, not as a war criminal. (laughs) I must emphasize not as a war criminal. Stop asking questions. Yeah. A lot of questions being asked by people who clearly haven't read my not a war criminal (laughs) t-shirt. I feel like you could open, like, you could definitely open a cafe called War Criminal which is run oh, yeah. by a war criminal and people would go to it because yeah, take the last suck. take the last day out. Oh yeah, yeah. you got to you got to you got to own it. You know, you can't you mm. can't just, you know, meekly try and say, "Ah, oh, yeah, I guess I was wrong to do that." And you say, "No, I'm I'm a like war criminal." 
<laughs> I just like slink around. Yeah, and all the menu items are like the Srebrenica. Yes, for example. Yeah, the Dresden. Well, there's a because there's a um. Hey, hey, hey! The cathedral had it coming. Is it a bar called um called the Job Center? Oh no! Yeah, that used to be, that used to be a DWP. There's a bar at Brown called what the Graduate Lounge, I think. The Graduate Lounge. Are there lots of milfs in there? Oh, Milo. That's why Milo is like, tell me more. Tell me more about the milf bar. (laughs) Um, It's like a milk bar, but. But instead of milk, get this. Yeah. Yeah. Neutral, neutral milf hotel. Um, I'm looking for, I'm looking for backing of 50 grand for my milf bar. That's right. Yeah. It was very simple. What do you mean, get out of my office? (laughs) Yeah. You're telling me there's going to be attractive women of a certain age there. I'm in. <laughs> is that is that Bannatine? That's Bannatine, yeah. <laughs> okay. It was a little bit close to Kevin Bridges. A, yeah, I was going to say that is. You're that's telling your, me, Paul, there's going to be attractive that's women. That's your Kevin Bridges voice. Of a voice. certain age. Yeah, no. At your bar. Do okay. it, can you try and do a Deborah Meaden? No, I'm very bad at doing women's voices. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I was, say, like husky women, I was I saying I was that. setting you up for a fail there, really, wasn't I? And I was wise to it. I know your ways, Roy. <laughs> um, yeah, and so then, uh, yeah, he Jerry decides he's going to go over there and like try the food, but in the meantime, this thing is set up where it's like George has an IQ test, yeah, that he needs to take because his girlfriend is doing a research project, yeah, and he's worried that he is too stupid to take an IQ test. Um, and therefore, he cooks up this plan to get Elaine to do it for him. Um, because she has a very, very high AQ. 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 IQ, like me, has a very high IQ. That's right. Uh, because she's not just hot, she's also smart. Mm. And this is like an incredibly low stakes test, right? There's like yes. nothing yes. riding on this whatsoever. No, 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 no. absolutely nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Vanity. But, in, but in true Seinfeld fashion, we must wildly we have, we have uh, to suffer through it <laughs> yeah we have to suffer through it yeah. I, I, like, he's like i'm not even gonna crack 100 and i'm just like man shut the fuck up iq tests don't even work i find this very relatable though like the lower the stakes are the more the more concerned i am about yeah about that's how you aim a podcaster <laughs> oh boy that's <laughs> That's correct, isn't it? Fuck. Yeah, we hate to see that. God damn. Um, it's, yeah, it's like it's like the. Dri- I really it's like liked the, driving, the George plot line. It's like the driving. It's like the driving theory test. Like, oh, yeah. no one congratulates you if you pass it because, like, of course you pass it. Like, yeah. what are you an idiot? But like, but if I've you, met people who failed like, it, and it's like, fail it, then yeah. you're like basically the biggest moron in the world. So that's I think I think that's the yeah. that's the corollary. Genuine question I got on my driving theory test. It was uh you are driving and you see a motorcyclist lying on the grass at the side of the road who has had an accident. Do you A call an ambulance, B offer him a cigarette? <laughs> <laughs> and it's like I love the idea that the law would be like the law would be that you have to carry cigarettes <laughs> in order to <laughs> offer them to a motorcyclist. And then the reason they give, because they give reasons for why the answer is what it is. And they're like, well, because it might be dangerous to give someone a cigarette because there could be like gasoline fumes. It's like, that's not the reason reason you You don't don't give them a cigarette. (laughs) That might be like an ancillary reason. It's not not the law to carry cigarettes, but it is polite. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have a driving theory test in the US or do they just say this, what this, this button makes you go off your, off your, off your pop? I did not have a theory test. We other had than, a written test for sure, okay. but okay. it varies by state. My driving test mm. was doing a series of left turns. Um, did you have to it. parallel park? No, I did not have to parallel park. Well, fuck you. What the hell? <laughs> we, have to, we have to do that. You we have to do always, all kinds of shit. You have to do, on every test in the UK, you have to do three maneuvers, but it varies. It depends on what the examiner asks you to do. You might have to do a, a parallel park. You might have to do a bay park. Might have to do reverse around a corner. That's oh, no, some British no. shit. We love no, reverse no, no. around the corner. They got rid of reversing around the corner. Oh, did they? Yeah. Which is ridiculous oh. because like It's of, useful. Because like of all the things that I have had to, that I've had to do the most frequently um 
while driving is how is reversing around a corner. That can't be right. It is right. I think it's useful, but like, no, you must park a car more often than you reverse around a corner. Yeah, you park but a car like, at least once on every yeah, journey. Yeah, but like, think about how rarely you actually do a three-point turn. Well, I mean, as someone who drives in London, I do three-point turns all the time. But I mean, I guess if you if you're a suburbanite, you wouldn't often do a three-point turn. I'm not a suburbanite. Fuck you. <laughs> no, but I expect in your driving <laughs> career has been more suburban. Didn't you live outside London most of the time? You had a car. That's not suburban. That's just no. Sorry, anywhere in Britain that's outside London is suburban. (laughs) (laughs) I'm dying on this hill. So we've got London and the suburbs. That's right. That's what the rest of the country. (laughs) To be fair, I did once meet an American who thought that Manchester was a suburb of London, and they're sort of right. They said they don't have exact why they're right, but they are. They said this in front of a person from Manchester who went fucking wild. (laughs) You heard of fucking Oasis, mate? (laughs) The greatest band in the world. Mm Yeah, that's 160 yeah, miles. Do, yeah. You could do that. In, uh, you could you could commute that. You shouldn't, yeah. but you could. In America, you fucking could. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. This is this is often happens with Americans who visit the UK, where they're like, "Oh, Edinburgh, that's like 300 miles from London. We can just drive that in like three hours." <laughs> no, 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 you no, cannot. You can't. No, you cannot. <laughs> that's, uh, Thirteen that's about... hours later, white knuckling the steering wheel. <laughs> but yeah, no, they got no, they got rid of reversing around a corner. Um, and uh, yeah, I think reversing around a corner is more useful than bay parking. You don't mm. need to know. You don't need to know the correct way to bay park. You find a bay, you, do it. you go in it. Yeah, I believe the uh, Commonwealth of Virginia was trying to train folks up for NASCAR through the driving test because <laughs> we quite literally did not make a right turn. Bristol, Bristol, Bristol. The site of Justin Rosniak's driving test. Justin Rosniak will be in the Ford 5 car. (laughs) You just got to practice like leaning slightly left. I'd love to go to a NASCAR rally. There's Justin Rosniak in a number 69 WTYP car. (laughs) I want your hands at 7 Eleven, and that's where you're going. Where's the spotter? It's just me drunk off my ass being like, don't take any rights, Roz. I'll see you in three to four hours. Podcasting from the NASCAR. <laughs> <laughs> that engine noise is not your friend. <laughs> You're just in the background constantly. Mm. Yeah. We should, get a, mon- out we should get a monster truck. <laughs> And record from the monster truck. We should get, we a, should monster get a monster truck. truck actually, that's Pitch a good idea. Gold, baby. One of Nate's favorite stories is that he knows a guy who moved to moved to the U.S. from Russia when he was like a small child, and then some guy found out he was Russian and got like mad. He felt like a sense of betrayal that this guy wasn't a, like a true American. He was like, ah. Oh, I can't believe I watched NASCAR with you. And he said, like, actually, NASCAR is the most Russian thing imaginable. It has cults of personality, fossil fuel consumption, and vulgar machinery. (laughs) 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 And it is true. He's nailed the Russians there. They love all of those things. Except in Russia, the guys doing it would be drunk. Fair enough. Yeah. Are the NASCAR drivers drunk? I know the crowd are drunk. Crowd's drunk. No, they're not drunk. They have to pee in the suit, though. Yeah. Yeah, NASCAR driving is like a... Yeah, you pee in the suit, buddy. Is it like a a space suit? Does it have like a special peeing thing? Sort of. Like a sprue hole. (laughs) Sort of. You just piss in it. Just piss in it. It's a piss suit. You're so you're Man, so was, sweaty from being in that yeah, fire suit anyway. You probably matter. don't notice. Your fluids are mixing together. It does yeah. not matter. What <laughs> is fluids. pee but sweat leaving through a different hole? Yes. Oh, I pee don't like that. Oh, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. <laughs> to be fair, I used to have a. I used to. I used to. And it feels weird even saying this, but I used to do competitive cycling. And uh, there is a whole thing about cyclists, like racing cyclists, will just like piss while they're cycling. However, I never needed to do this because I tended to find you drink water while you're competitive cycling, but you'd sweat so much that you just don't need to piss because you're just replacing the water that you're losing through sweat, basically. You know, I never needed to piss while out training or racing. You know, it's now been 22 years and counting since I have been on a bike. Wow. Yeah. Do the oh, maths I've been on home, a bike folks. more recently than you. That's embarrassing. I, I was on I, a bike I, I, a couple I, days ago. I swore... <laughs> I swore on that terrible, terrible day 22 years ago what that happened? I would never cycle ever again. And I have uh, and mm. I've stuck to it. Yeah, yeah that's right. Phoebe on her first it. birthday <laughs> was given a bike and then yeah, she that's right. I was minus, well, I was minus five. <laughs> 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 Phoebe's 17. <laughs> yeah. Phoebe jailbait Roy over here. 
I was on a I was on a school trip, and uh, I think I've told you about this school trip. Mm-hmm. The school trip that that uh, our form tutor decided to uh, give over to the British Army. Oh, um, oh, was this like a battlefield tours type scenario? No, even weirder. It was this kind of uh, it was this kind of army propaganda tour. Oh, join um, the navy. Where yeah, but except this is girls from a North London grammar school, none of whom were going to join the army. Remotely going to join under the army. Yeah. any circumstances whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, but they decided that it was going to, I don't know, toughen us up or something. Yeah. And so they, it, it did not toughen us up. So yeah. what- Yeah, in the so, States you see way more women in the army. In Britain it's like yeah, vanishingly rare. Yeah, it's an like, yeah. unusual thing. And it's definitely not the sorts of girls that yeah. we were. And the women who are in the <laughs> army, at least of, that I know of, seem to be almost overwhelmingly officers. It's like- Yeah, a, it's a, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. And uh, our form tutor decided that uh, he needs, that we needed to be toughened up. So he sent us off for this kind of army training thing. So in the mornings, we'd be mm. giving lectures about how it's extremely a good idea to go into the army because they'll pay for you to go to university. But okay. while you're there, you have to be like an ambassador for the army and you're not allowed to go out go out and get and get drunk and you've got to like make sure that your shoes are really shiny. Mm. And it then transpired that one of the girls in my class had... Um, left her like what this is how long ago it was had left her walkman on rewind and it had made mm. and it made this like kind of clicking noise all the way through oh no all the way oh. through this lecture um which because this was a this was like a school trip from a girl's school obviously caused hysteria because someone was just like oh my god what if it's like a bomb what if this is like a bomb um yeah. and yeah and we what got, if that Thankfully, uh, <laughs> these army guys are here. They'll know what to do. Yes. And on one of the days, the funny suits. <laughs> on the days we, mm. we were sent on this, like, if you're in the army, you have to piss in the uniform. Yeah, that's right. Mm. It's part of it. It's part yeah. of the. You got to piss in a bomb suit. Yeah, part of the initiation. <laughs> oh, no, thank you. This is how you diffuse. <laughs> this is how you diffuse <laughs> a bomb. You piss yeah. on it. The right? hurt locker was actually a metonym <laughs> for the bladder. Yeah, that is your hurt locker. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, yeah, I know uh, we were. Uh, um, we were sent on this oh extremely God. long bike ride. And because the bikes that they had all belonged to the soldiers who were not small, soft schoolgirls, they mm. were large, grown hard men. Blokes, like bin men. Yeah. So yeah. I am not a mm. large woman now. When I was at the age I was then, I was, I was fucking tiny. And so not only was the uh, was the frame of the bike the wrong shape for if you have a vagina. Of course. But also, I couldn't reach the floor from this saddle. Ah. Um, and also because... So you're like a penny farthing. You had to sort of tip yourself off. Oh, that's like, right. The only oh, way that you God. could get off was like by flinging yourself off. And uh, there was one point where you had to like go through this sort of woods and the, uh, and the floor got really, like, really, really steep. And the uh, soldier who was leading the, leading the bike ride said like, okay, so everyone off bikes above your head and we had to climb up this like kind of wooded bikes above your head he's yeah. just saying to a bunch of teenage girls you're going to climb this slope yeah holding do... your bikes above your head i know quite I, a lot of I, adult I... men who couldn't do that yeah yeah i was so... about to say i, I can't do <laughs> yeah. that well, it, was, <laughs> it was very very <laughs> difficult on. what are you a bunch of girls it's like Yes, yes. Really, really are a bunch of girls. Yeah. Um, and so, what are you, a bunch of teen girls aged about 12? So by the time we got back and we were like, I had like, I had like bruises all over my legs. I was covered in mud. I was like, I was like sweating. I couldn't work out how to get mm. this fucking bike out of first gear. So I'd like been riding along in first gear. Mm. And I was just like, I'm never doing this again. I am never cycling ever ever again and i have stuck to it yeah to stick it to the army anti-imperialist yeah. not exactly. cycling it's my yeah. anti-imperialist you think cycling is woke oh well the no, army actually I think cycles you're, I, so think you're fine. <laughs> I think you're fine that cycling is extremely post-colonialist it's true mm. yeah, yeah that is i true. had a cycling incident recently mm-hmm. well did you yes i did so that i was, was riding my bike on 22nd street past the greenberg elementary school and a kid kicked a ball <laughs> out of the playground right and the mm-hmm. ball went in front of my bike bounced off an suv then bounced onto the sidewalk 
And I was like, all right, I'm going to be a good Samaritan, right? I'm going to go grab the bull and return it to the kid. Mm-hmm. So I got off, I got onto the sidewalk with my bike. I got up to where the ball was. I got off the bike. I picked up the ball. And then I was, uh, I had looked back and I saw, okay, the teacher's coming to grab the ball, right? So, you know, I'm, I'm holding my bike by the handlebars, sort of reversed to the direction of motion, walking up to give the ball to the teacher. What I don't notice, because I'm looking at the teacher and not at the bike, was that the bike was jackknifing in front of me. Oh, no. So then I trip over my own bike. My knee goes down right onto the derailleur and the gears. Oh. Uh, causes a massive gash in my knee. Um, bends ah. the, the, the tire. <laughs> There's a whole oh, lot shit. of damage to everything. And I'm just like lying on the ground in agony, holding this ball. And I'm like, just, just, take, it, just yeah. take, take this ball from me. Uh, don't look at me. take me now lord i mean justin i hate to say it but there is your problem (laughs) yes never do never never do nice things for people they always backfire especially children (laughs) yeah fuck children yes get a job fuck the kids children can't even drive your ball out of the playground you deserve to lose that ball that's yeah. right. Yes. Teaching him a lesson about the free market economy. Yeah. Yes. All playgrounds should Some be in a force stealing, field. Stealing a ball and just yelling the invisible hand. <laughs> <laughs> all, <laughs> all, all playgrounds should be made out of flubber to teach children the rules about controlling your ball. Just have a closet full of like playground balls that you stole from kids to teach them a lesson. <laughs> That's what I've got. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That Smart right. decision. It did, it did indeed teach them a lesson. I don't just have a yeah. force field round round um, that I've erected around playgrounds. I've got a force field around my house as well. Oh yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah to keep children out. Because I'm not a nonce. What letting children in my <laughs> yeah, house? Yeah, exactly. Like no. come on, fuck off. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the like, only it's way like, to be sure. It's like the polar opposite yep. of having to kind of go door to door to say that you're not allowed near children. I will not allow children near me. Yeah. <laughs> they will be guillotined. That's actually that. That was actually the point in um in Justin's story where you knew it didn't happen in Britain because after Justin fell over, there was no like universal cry as though from the earth of way, <laughs> which is uh, yeah, the thing that... that happens in Britain whenever someone drops a glass, yeah, falls over. Yeah. I I don't in I don't enjoy it when people do the way. When oh yeah, drop I don't enjoy it, but you certainly know that you've returned. Like when I went abroad, and like often I would come mm-hmm. back to Britain for like a couple of weeks, and then the first bar I went in, there would be a way incident. I'd be like, okay, all right, we're on we're on fucking terra firma here. I think <laughs> that is Tory voting behavior to do the way. Do you? Yeah, I do. <laughs> Do. It's individualist. Yeah, and it's taking such obvious pleasure in somebody else's misfortune. Mm. Well, I think it's over very here, anti-communitarian. It's more, of a, it's more of a oh, you know. Uh, or, uh, my mother always yells "Mazel Tov," which is super oh, nice. obnoxious. Yeah. <laughs> that's fine. That's, that's, that's kind of pass ag. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Hmm. Passive aggressive congratulation. I can vibe with that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Right. Anyway, so yeah. <laughs> George gets Elaine to take his IQ test. Uh, in the meantime, this whole thing is set up with Kramer, uh, the the guy, the, the jacket that he stole from his mum's house that belonged to a guy, which is mentioned in the previous episode. Mm-hmm. Unusual bit of bit into Seinfeld episode connection here. Weirdly, this I was, jacket I was represents by that, a story yeah. arc. Oh. It, it's one of the very, very few actual story arcs in Seinfeld, but the mm. jacket is one of them. You're going to see that jacket again. Oh, okay. And so basically, this guy who who was dating Seinfeld's, no, not Seinfeld's mom, Kramer's mom, yeah. wants the jacket back. Kramer doesn't want to give it back because he says women are really into it. That's why my mom was dating the guy. And then so he's like trying to like hide <laughs> out from this guy who knows where he lives. Yeah. yeah, I think apart from the like the the actual cafe bit, this has actually got quite a lot of funny bits in it. Mm. Um, and then so yeah. Jerry is at the cafe trying to support the cafe owner by eating lunch there and thinking about what a good guy he is. Which is quite a good satire of liberals. Yes. I do like the yeah. uh, the uh, it's, you're not going to win a Nobel Prize reading a sandwich, jackass. Yeah, mm. yeah. No, I like it when he's like sort of saying something. I'm such a good guy. I'm such a good guy. Mm. Ah, you stupid jerk. Yeah, uh, I, I, I like that. It's good. Yeah, you know, you know often get to because uh, as as we discussed in the last episode, um, Jerry is quite an unreliable narrator. Mm. And you don't often get to uh, get to have a little look in his 
into his internal monologue. But when you do, you, you learn some stuff. And this is one of yeah. them. Yeah. We simply love Jerry hmm. and his unreliable <laughs> narration. Yeah. Jerry's like doing sort of, it, it'd be really funny if the whole of Seinfeld, it turned out, was like, it was supposed to be like a Shutter Island type thing where they're making Jerry believe that he is a club comic to try and cure his like delusions. They do that in, they do that in Buffy. <laughs> what? Yeah, there is an ep- there is an episode where she, uh, where it like smash cuts to her uh, being a patient in a psychiatric hospital, and the whole oh dear. and the whole of the world that she has um, that she has created as a delusion has been uh, and has, has been a, a way of delusionally coping with her extreme and serious mental illness and it's and it's like it's very very meta because it has the doctor saying but then it all started to decay doesn't it because uh, this this situ this situation that you're in now it doesn't even make any sense uh, everything has started to break down hasn't it so what you have to do to free yourself is you have to is you have to kill all of your friends and that's what she thinks she has to do oh okay it's never right. it is never properly fully determined whether or not this is actually the situation so basically the point of Buffy the Vampire Slayer is it was all a dream yes. But that wow. was like halfway through like series six. What? Yeah. It, isn't Seinfeld part of like the St. Elsewhere uh, extended universe where everything is one kid's dream? I think this it is. interesting because uh, this actually came up when we had the episode with mm-hmm. Nate and he was talking about St. Elsewhere and neither me or Milo knew what this was. Yeah, I still don't know what it uh, is. Nate brought I it up. It was a drama famous for having the worst ending in television. Okay. Right. Okay. Fair play. Is it? Is it literally? A, it was all a dream. Yes. yes. Amazing. Lovely. Oh. Lovely stuff. Incredible. Lover and, and because of crossovers with other shows, most other television shows from the eighties were also the same dream. <laughs> oh, <laughs> cocaine dreams, baby. Oh hell yeah. <laughs> who who be sleeping on cocaine though? We're dreaming the same dream. Sort of a lucid dream. Yeah. Mm. Mm. It's nice, isn't it? Yeah, cocaine's more of an ideas drug. Yeah. Yeah, this weed is, is a dream stroke. We should open a business. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. How yeah. small are the plates going to be? Cocaine <laughs> is more of a like, yeah. Even if you do go to bed, you do have to kind of lie with your kind of eyes very, very wide open, looking yeah. at the ceiling, planning businesses. Yeah, you're just you're just lying in bed, sweating like, oh, I could fuck right now. Sending weird <laughs> messages to your friends, that kind yeah. of vibe. Maybe I should take a bath. That'd be good. Yeah. Maybe I could fuck in the bath. Uh, I'm on my own. Uh, oh, well. <laughs> uh, it'd probably be hard anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do that. can't do that. It's difficult. <gasps> yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, and that is sort of the experience of watching this episode of Seinfeld. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so Kramer yes. bursts into the cafe. Uh, he distracts Elaine, who's sat with Jerry, who's trying to take the IQ test, as a result of which Elaine ends up getting an 85 on the IQ test. Um, and George is very upset because she's made him look stupid. Um, as a as a like ruse, uh, for like explaining what was going on with it, because George like locks himself in a room in his apartment while his girlfriend waits for him to finish the IQ test. He he has to pretend to her that he climbed out of the window to go <laughs> and get a get cup get of coffee. Why is there food on the test? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. It's just, that's, right. oh, that's funny. Oh yeah, that's it. Yeah, she spills stuff on it. Right. This is something that I was interested in. Is this before takeaway mm. coffee? Because he said... 1991? Yeah. Surely it, it can't, can't be. Surely takeaway coffee has existed as long as there have been cafes. Yeah, I was about to say. Well, that's I mean, what I would have thought as well. But, yeah. like, she's very baffled by where he got the coffee from. Well, because he would still have had to have left the room to right, get the coffee. Right, I see. Yeah. 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 Right. Takeaway or no. Yeah. Good yeah. point. Because mm. I thought her concern was that he seems to have made the coffee in the bathroom somehow. Ah. Right, right, right. No? No. That's not the problem. Yeah, there's no Nespresso in well, there. Well, there's that. There's not your problem. <laughs> no, well, there's your lack of a problem. There's your lack. Yes. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, yeah, so then... Uh, there's your solution. But yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, but they agree that Elaine's going to redo the test and try and do better. So she locks herself in Jerry's apartment to do it. And then Kramer comes in as she's trying to leave to hand in the test because he's barricaded himself in there because the guys come back for the jacket. He's like, Kramer, I want that jacket. Uh, meanwhile, Jerry has persuaded the uh, Pakistani restaurateur to make it a Pakistani restaurant, which I think, good idea. 
Yeah, the food would probably be good. It's a good idea. Yeah, yeah, it would be good. And like, this is what I'm. This is like. This is like part of the many, many aspect, many sort of extremely racist aspects of this episode. That like that when Jerry is sort of like going like, I don't know what Pakistani food's like. How like how bad could it possibly be? And it's like it's it's good. Yeah, it's, it's really good. good. Yeah, it's good. good. It's good food, and it it's would, like famously good. Yeah, and it would work very well. I don't know why you're. I don't. I don't also, know you're living like in the, Manhattan. Like, surely this, yeah. 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 Like, like, this is the like, crossroads of the world, yeah, asshole. Yeah, why, like, exactly. There's like a whole joke about how no one comes to the Pakistani restaurant. Like, why wouldn't they? That doesn't make any sense. That is the most Manhattan thing I can imagine. Yeah, yeah like the other thing is like Jerry doesn't really like persuade him. He just sort of suggests to yeah. Babu, right. I think it is, yeah. to, uh, you know, maybe you should have some Pakistani food in here. And then Babu like just runs with it. He's like, yeah, I'm going to completely yeah. redo yeah. the whole restaurant like, now. Yeah, like <laughs> rarely this situation where 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 Jerry finds himself uh, on the business end of someone really thoroughly mm. disliking him. It's not really his fault. Like he is yeah. genuinely trying yeah. to help. It- Ironically, Jerry's first hypothesis is correct. It's yeah. clearly a bad location. Yeah. Or the guy uh, is yes. just independently a bad restaurateur. Yeah. Also, it's also true. But he is trying to help and he is like unusually for mm. him, like being sort of being generous and kind and it is it yeah. is quite strange that he is then blamed for the failure of this of this project bearing in mind how uh, how mm. tricky a restaurant project is to get off the ground anyway as we found out the last time we did cocaine exactly yeah <laughs> not as easy as it looks and and the other thing yeah. is i think there's got to be some kind of conspiracy going on here to prevent people from walking into the restaurant they're in like the upper west side of manhattan there's any <laughs> any place has foot traffic something that right. fishy is going on here Maybe, maybe the restaurant smells really bad or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, maybe. maybe. Mm, yeah. Or there's like a mob thing. I have no idea. There's there's no reason yeah. why any restaurant would have zero customers in Manhattan ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the issue. Yeah. Guys selling mattresses. That would, that would be a funny bit, actually. A guy who moves into an area where all the stores are like mob fronts and he assumes that's what does really well there. He's like, yeah, I've opened a mattress-themed cafe with a lamp on everyone. I'm getting no hey, customers. There were bed-themed nightclubs I'm- where you weren't allowed to sleep on the beds. You could only lay on them. What? Uh, famously just called bed. I don't like that. That seems like a kind of reverse... Yeah, you don't like nightclubs. A reverse Chekhov's gun type thing where like, there are beds, but no one had better sleep on them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, really asking I, for trouble. I don't believe it survives. Yeah, I've never... This sound, this actually sounds familiar. And I've also, I've definitely been to, like, bars that have, mm. like, beds in them. In that, I think that's weird. It sounds very Shoreditch, actually. It's very Shoreditch, yeah. Yeah. Um, I was driving a mate up Brick Lane the other day where the infamous Alcatraz bar is, which mm. is the prison-themed bar Fuck where they dress you up yeah. in orange jumpsuits and you have to smuggle the booze in. And it's like, and there are like guards, and it's very, it's in very poor taste. I think is something we could say about it. Yeah, um, it seems like a then, lot of work. Yeah, and it was <laughs> open at the time, which it obviously hasn't been for months. And then there were like people inside sat in orange jumpsuits, and my mate was like, "Why is that bar called? Why is that place called Alcatraz?" And I'm like, "Oh well, it's like the prison themed mm-hmm. bar, you know, it's like a kind of." And I was like, "Wish what had such a bad pun?" And he's like, "Oh, it's it's Alcatraz," and I'm like, "Yeah, did that." Did that bit entirely <laughs> pass you by? Uh, I, here I was thinking American Locomotive Company. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think he thought it was a franchise of Alcatraz, like they've opened up a small one on Brick Lane, <laughs> a little a little satellite prison. I, I I'm just not keen on themed bars, just full stop. No, like the idea- certainly not when the theme is the prison industrial complex. No, it's not yeah, ideal, uh, is it? Yeah, is that my? Like- uh, I don't want to go to prison to drink. I mean, no, no. If anything, the alcohol in prison is famously bad. Famously, and yes. enjoy your prison yeah. wine. Nine dollars a glass. <laughs> yeah, terroir de toilette. We made it in the um, toilet out back. Yeah, that's right. Homemade. Served in a genuine stainless steel toilet. Authenticity. <laughs> it, is, it is ironic because whenever I see pictures of people at that ball pit themed bar. Mm. I'm always just like, I think you should be in prison. So maybe they should do some. Yeah. Some kind of... But they should be in a real prison, not yeah. some kind of cushy alcohol prison. Just a pretend prison, not some no. kind of bar prison. No. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, anyway, there's, there's there an idea. There you go. 
Replace the prison Have some bar kind of pipe on Brick Lane line. with an actual prison. <laughs> Abolish <laughs> all prisons except that prison, which send, is an overflow from the ball pit bar. And then send the patrons of what's it? It's called Orly Ballison. Orly Ballison. Yeah. yeah. It's not good. You've got yeah. to say that Osama had a point. You probably make it work, you know, you just have to, you know, set it up so it's uh, technically an escape room, just a very difficult one. <laughs> <laughs> what is a prison? But a very, very difficult escape room. Like reverse <laughs> Foucault. <laughs> yeah. The only thing that's not a prison is actually a prison, which is just a difficult escape room. Sorry, escape room Foucault is a really good bit. Just <laughs> <like>. <laughs> and they're like, please just admit that it's a prison. No, no it's an no. escape room. <laughs> no, it's an escape He's room, a... and he was over 17. When I was living in Moscow, people were obsessed with escape rooms. It was like, there's a weird thing in, particular. this happens in Russia in general, but particularly in Moscow, where like someone goes to London or New York for a week and they come back and they bring back one thing they saw and they were like, this is the thing now. Everyone in the West is doing this. Every street in Russia will have one of these. <laughs> and for a while it was fancy hipster burger places, mm -hmm. which I was actually in favor Ugh. of because I like a good burger. Mm. Right. Um, and then it was escape rooms and there was like literally, there was like nowhere, there was no street in Moscow where you could not do some fucked up escape room where of course they were Russian escape rooms. So they were incredibly aggro. Like they, they like because labor is so cheap. They'd be like, "Oh, it's an escape room," but also we've hired twenty Tajiki guys who are dressed up like Freddy Krueger and are coming like going to come and like throw you at the wall. expecting it. Yeah, and they called them quest. They're like it's a quest, and I'm like, what? Like, you don't know what the word quest means. They're just going to lock you in a room. It's not really a quest. Yeah. A no, quest just is going somewhere. Yeah. Well I'm really, really good at escape rooms, actually, because I just don't go in them oh. in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> ah, no, that's is, yeah. true this escape. This is how you defeat yeah. the escape room. You're you, like just the annoying, you just don't go in. The annoying karate sensei who's like, <laughs> the best way to win a fight is to run away. Yes. Actually. Do not fight grasshoppers. Yeah. Do not try to solve the escape room. If you try yeah. to solve the escape room, you have already lost. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. I only get, problem, like problem one, you're in the situation. If you simply yeah. avoid the escape room, you've already escaped. Do not ever put me in a situation. Yeah, you never, you never, never engage with an escape room you've not already escaped from. Yes. And for Palpatine just sort of perched on the top, like. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, Star Wars joke there. When the escape room is near, appear far. I don't think that's what Emperor Palpatine said. No, that was Sun Tzu. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Emperor Palpatine's art of war. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Good. Mm. Is he called Palpatine? I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. That is right. Yeah, good enough. Yes. Emperor Emperor Palpitation. Yeah. He's got an arrhythmia. Yes. He might have an arrhythmia. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, he's Emperor an old Palpatine guy. is actually South Asian coded. <laughs> there we go. Very good. There's a bit. Emperor Palpatine <laughs> is the restaurateur from this episode of Seinfeld. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um anyway, uh so then uh, Elaine redoes the test but she's late delivering it and so George's girlfriend unravels the whole thing and catches Elaine handing it in at the window and she's like, and unfortunately does not brutally murder her therefore providing another six seasons of this bullshit mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah um, but then uh, well I can never be sad about Julia Louis-Dreyfus continuing to exist <laughs> other than it is a special kind of torture for me um, <laughs> and then she's like I hope you do better this time which is a great own yeah yes and but, she does do better. Yeah, she has 150. Yeah. How do you go from 85 to 150 on an IQ test? I mean, I know they IQ don't work. IQ tests aren't real. They, yeah. yeah. They're not real, yeah. They don't, I mean, they don't work in the, in the sense in which they're supposed to work, but it is still like a test of a certain kind of ability. Like, you can be good or bad. Like, they are. They're not, they're not easy. Like, they're like, they're puzzles. Like, you have to be like... They are an escape They're just not a test paper. of intelligence. I was about to say, if they <laughs> yeah. just replace the IQ test with an escape room. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That would be great. And the door is just unlocked. And you just see how long it takes people. <laughs> just to just open it. Just to try the yeah. door. Yeah, it's like a common sense test. There are all these like riddles they're working their way through <laughs> that are completely meaningless. There's a million riddles. There's not riddles. even a solution There's... to the riddle. There's a sphinx in there. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Like I could work. Yeah. I'd love a big sphinx. I could... Cleaning up after it might get obnoxious. Do I... Do I intervene with the difference between their 
between the Sphinx and a Sphinx, or is that just is that just obnoxious? No, no, Ukrainian. When you say the Sphinx, it implies it's a cultural backwater not worth visiting. <laughs> Are you banned from the Sphinx? Y- yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, all right, maybe another time. Maybe we can have sp- maybe we can have yeah. Sphinx chat. Oh, I made time. a riddle me that joke once on Twitter, and now I'm banned from the Sphinx. <laughs> a bunch of annoying Sphinx emoji people in my mentions telling me that I've broken the code of the Sphinx. Is there a Sphinx emoji? Probably is. Yeah, hmm. yeah. Telling me that I'm now doomed to kill my father and marry my mother. I don't Oops. listen to that noise. I block out the haters. <laughs> Which is what Oedipus should have done. He was simply a guy who respected a milf. <laughs> That's what a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> Presumably, you could say that Oedipus invented the milf. Oh, now there it's we the go. Progenitor of There's the a take. Any man who appreciates a milf owes a debt to Oedipus. Yeah. This is true. Going Theban, as we call it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's an idea. Yeah. Fun to imagine consulting an old blind man about milfs. <laughs> Being like, what are you? You're so wise, Tiresias. What? Where can I find milfs? Why does Tiresias keep coming up on this show? I don't know. Does he keep coming up? Yeah. Could you say that into the microphone? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> he was like, no, I won't say that into no, the microphone. No, I won't. Just muttering to myself about yeah. Tiresias and how often hmm. he comes up on this podcast. Yeah. Anyway, so the sort of the way the episode ends, Kramer doesn't give the jacket back. I don't think. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't no. give the jacket back. No, he does not. Uh, the restaurant. No, not. Yeah. The restaurant's closed down again. Yeah. Um, and Babu rather well, unreasonably. Well, it took 23 minutes, yeah. <laughs> impressively. Mm-hmm. And Babu rather unreasonably blames Jerry for this situation. Which yes. I think is unreasonable and unfair. Mm. Yeah. When yeah, Phoebe said this episode was racist, she meant anti-Semitic. It's, mm, it's true. Yeah, that's, Babu's <laughs> blaming the Jewish conspiracy. Yes. For his I mean, that's not what I meant, but we don't have to go into it because it's not very interesting to hear me droning on about it. But it is just, it's just so racist. It's not, it's not tastefully done, is it? It's, it's, no, it's no, just not. No, that's what it we can not, say about this. No. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Much is made out of uh, how amusing his accent is supposed to be, and that is all I will say. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Which is weird because it's Northern Irish. Um <laughs> You're coming in here telling me the people on the Upper West Side are going to eat Pakistani food. If I believe that, I'll believe anything, quite frankly. It's very good. It's got better. Thank you. Yeah, yeah there you go. Uh, there you go. <laughs> anyway, um, so uh, that's the end of the episode, basically. Should we close with another bit? There is a bit, but I can't remember what it was now. He's talking about... That's what happens when you watch at 1.5 yeah. uh, speed. That is what happens. Oh, oh here we go. It's tough to do a good deed. Let's look at your professional good deed doers. Your Lone Rangers, your Superman, your Batman, your Spider-Man, your Elastic Man. They're all wearing disguises, masks over their faces, secret identities. Don't want people to know who they are. Too much aggravation. Superman, yeah, thanks for saving my life. But did he have to come through my wall? I'm renting here. They got a security deposit. What am I supposed to do? I don't remember this bit at all. I don't remember this at all either. so weird. What is this? (laughs) Yeah, I know. I do remember this now. Yeah, he's doing his uh, superhero about. smashing up the city bit. Yeah. In all fairness, very prescient. Yeah. But that, that's also, though, that's kind of a bit that they often address in superhero movies because often the people in, in the superhero movies are mad about the superhero smashing up the city. And that's like... Only in, like, the kind of the dark superhero movies. Oh, yeah. Mm, Jer- Nolan. Yeah. Jer- Jerry is echoing my sentiment, which is never do anything nice for anyone. It will always backfire. Yeah. yeah. And he is right. <laughs> And that, yes. that goes back to uh, that goes back to Justin's story, really. No good deed goes unpunished. Yeah, this is true. true. Yeah. Whenever I think of the Nolan Batman movies, I like to think they were made by the Nolan sisters. <laughs> Just three jaunty Irish women making a Batman film. I'm pretty sure that reference is lost on our guests. <laughs> the Nolan sisters were a girl an American band from equi- like the yeah. 1970s. <laughs> an American equivalent of the Nolan sisters. And yeah, and yeah. now what the main Nolan sister is now Imagine a kind like of light the, entertainment like, I don't figure. Know if, like, the Dixie Chicks were Irish. Yeah, but like the Dixie Chicks were like <laughs> political. Yeah, no, that's true. The Dixie Chicks are kind of cool, but politically Irish. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Politically Irish. <laughs> Irish as the Dixie Chicks famously said. Return the six counties. 
<laughs> I mean, maybe the Nolan sisters said that. I don't know. Probably not. They've had too much of a glittering British TV career for that. Yeah, because they're now on Loose Women, or one of them is. Yeah, one of them. Colleen. Yeah, Colleen's like, isn't it weird how even in a in a group where they're all sisters and it's called the Nolan sisters, there's still one who's like light years more famous than the other two. Yeah, like the cause. Yeah. No one talks about the brother from the cause. Oh, yes, they do. Yeah. And he's into QAnon stuff. Yeah, now. Jim, yeah. Cor- Jim Cor is a famous oh, QAnon. Oh. Yeah. Like being a, it's like being the Bronte man. Bronte man. Yeah, he was into QAnon. He invented QAnon. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, do you know what the Bronte man was called? The brother, the, no, the Bronte the brother, brother. Bronte. It's called Bramwell. Bramwell Bronte. Well, I mean, you're going to get hell of a name. Yeah. Hell of a name. Welcome to Britain, <laughs> where people be called yeah. stuff like Bramwell Bronte. Bramwell sounds like some kind of posh house. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Mm. Join me at Bramwell, yeah. my summer retreat. Yes. Mm. And where, where do you suffer? Oh, Bramwell. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so, now you've made it American wasp. Yeah, they, call it, they, call it a, uh, they call it a cottage, but it has 17 uh, bedrooms. We'll show you the, mm. the, uh, the, the One child farming One for each of my boy basement. lovers. <laughs> oh, don't like that. Yeah. Well, I didn't say you'd like it. I said it was the British aristocracy. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> you can join me in the basement to not sweat. Yeah. That is right. Yeah. We're all poorless down here. Mm. Yeah. yeah. That is right. On that and, note. and on that note, <laughs> it remains for us only to thank Justin and Liam very much for coming on. Thank you so much. Oh, thanks for having us on. It was fun. I've never seen Seinfeld before. So yeah, this, this was make a point not to. Yeah. So thanks for that. I approach <laughs> it like I approach all other media, which is I don't look at it. You're very yeah. you're very welcome. <laughs> Two real real life East Coasters who've not experienced <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. Is there anything you'd like to plug to our loyal hogs? Oh, uh, uh, listen to "Well, There's Your Problem." I agree. You should listen to "Well, There's and Your Problem." Listen to "Lions Led by Donkeys." All right, because uh, Liam has become oh, a yeah, double Liam's podcaster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and listen to "Kill James Bond." Yes, and listen to "What a Hell of a Way to Die" and everything really L- listen, in the Nate yeah. Buffet. <laughs> just just spend universe, all yeah. of your time listening to podcasts that Nate has something to do with. Yeah. That's yes. don't get a job. No, no listen to no. podcasts. Don't get a job. Don't have a relationship. Never do any housework or exercise mm. or hobbies. No, none of just that. Just listen to podcasts. Just listen to, just podcasts. Listen to podcasts. That yeah, that's right. Hobby. Yeah, and never, never return a child's ball. They need no. to learn. This no. is true. Yes. Never do anything or nice us. for anyone. It will backfire on you. You'll be horribly injured or make the situation worse somehow. <laughs> that is right. <laughs> Good deed never goes unpunished. All right. I got to get back yeah. to no, my absolutely. actual yes. job, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, and if you're listening to this, thank you very much for tuning in. And also, reminder about the Patreon three bucks a month, get a bonus episode, two bonus episodes a month. Plus, also, if you subscribe for $5 a month, you get the monthly movie corner. Movie Corner. Yeah. So uh, check that out. There's lots of fun bonus content on there. Um, And we will see you next week on the bonus feed or in two weeks on the free feed. Bye. Bye. Off through the zone.